Hello, 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 everyone. What is up? Welcome to Culture with Leslie Lee the Third. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on this special Housewives episode. What's up, folks? What's up, fam? We are talking Housewives. We have a special guest here, Karen. Let me see. I'm going to invite you to speak, and you can come on. Housewife expert, writer extraordinaire, host of the podcast on belief and on grief Karen just hit unmute the mute button at the bottom of the screen and you'll be good to go it's hard to see everybody misses the button everybody everybody who uses it it takes a minute they're they're working on it. this is a brand new app folks this is the call in app thank you so much uh for joining me today how are you doing I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Excited to talk housewives. As always, oh folks, call call in. It's all about the call in. So anytime you want to call in, feel free to do so. We're talking housewives, free flowing uh, conversation. Let's just start with our housewife bona fides. I will say I am basically a pure Beverly Hills uh, expert. I've seen every season of Beverly Hills. I've dipped my toes into the other shows now and then. I haven't really gone full bore into any other housewives except for the girls trip, which I hope you've seen, Karen, because I would oh love to talk about girls trip. That's a whole thing in of itself. But Karen, housewives where- in the island. <laughs> <laughs> But Karen, uh, what, what's your uh, history with the Housewives? I have been watching for an embarrassingly long time. Um, I've, I think I've watched almost every series. Maybe there's ones that I've dipped in and out of. But, like, I mean, I watched, like, the DC one, which was not very good. <laughs> the current hotness for me right now is the Miami reboot. That I've was- heard Miami was good. I've heard my, the new so Miami was good. It's so good. <laughs> And you know what? We needed this. We needed Girls Trip and we needed this because, you know, we've had a couple seasons of like New York being bad, Atlanta not being as good maybe as other seasons. You know, there's been a couple ones where you're kind of like, okay, we're just like OC is bad now. So. Yeah, OC, I mean, I have it on in the background. It's not winning me over. It doesn't seem like anything's really happening. Even yeah. Beverly Hills kind of disappointed me this last season. I thought going in where you have this big Erica Girardi issue, this big Erica Girardi case, I thought that would bring real drama, but it actually became the Erica Girardi Innocence Project by the end, and there was yeah. no real drama going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, like when the blogs were all talking about how, like, um, I don't think this is true, but um, how like Erica had been invested in Rena's kids' businesses and this and that. Like it was just like everybody was looking for a reason why this became like the reclamation project for Erica Girardi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it was very. It, you thought it was going. The season was going in one direction, but this ended up being probably the best. Thing that she could have done for her public image and that's why she's filming the next season like mm-hmm. I, I, I guess she is uh, what, what's her quote this season like the only thing st- tougher than diamonds is me I guess so Erica <laughs> I, I was counting her out but I was wrong but I see we have our first caller Amy how's it going how are you doing what do you want to say about housewives just um, uh, there you go yeah so well Talking about Ultimate Goals Girls Trip, I was wondering, like, if you could fan cast uh, a season of that, what would your perfect Ultimate Girls Trip cast be? Oh, oh! So I, I don't, ha- I see, because I haven't watched the other most of the other shows. I don't have a lot of good picks, <laughs> but I was very, I thought it was a very missed opportunity to not have a Lisa Vanderpump on the last girls trip to not ha- to not bring yeah. back even a Brandy. I know Brandy's going to be in part two of the season, but it was very strange that Kyle of all people, you know, maybe even Kim, you know, bringing Kim back yeah, for Kim that girls trip. A glow up. Like it just in general, like <laughs> bring yeah. her back. Yeah. But Karen, please, can you give me a fan casting? Because oh, you, you, since you've seen all the, uh, series i mean anybody who doesn't say nini should be on is like 
I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I because I mean she's the OG. She's you know she's got a bunch of stuff going on in her life right now. Um, I saw the funniest tweet today where somebody was calling her new boyfriend her side piece. Her husband is dead. It's not her <laughs> side piece. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So who would I pick? Okay, so I think I think we would have to have some Miami representation. Like it would be funny to have like Alexia on there because she's amazing, or like Leah bring Leah Black back just to like be an asshole to everybody because that's what she's good at. Um, you know, I think when you're, I think like Girls Trip is an opportunity to like bring back some folks that maybe we didn't have a chance to like really see a lot of, like Aviva. Mm, mm. <laughs> like, she sucks so bad, but can you imagine <laughs> her stuck in Kinkos with somebody? Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, the Girls Trip concept is brilliant. It takes like I what they probably spend like a week shooting it. You're guaranteed to have yeah. a ton of drama. You're guaranteed to have a bunch of personality classes, clashes. It seems yeah. like it's so much faster, quicker, and you're getting the, that really get into the heart of the content very quickly if you get the right mix in there. I'm shocked that they did, haven't done this before, but this should absolutely be a regular thing. Yeah, no, I think everybody sort of originally sort of puckered up at the concepts that it was happening because <laughs> they were like oh is this gonna be like really brutal and i think coming off of stuff like summer house and winter house people were like oh is it just gonna be like that but like with housewives in it like is it gonna you know what i mean and it's like hard hard to conceive it in your mind but you know then like ramona is like having a shit fit on a boat (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you so this is my first time seeing ramona and the first you know half of the episode i i know i know the first (laughs) half of the episode i'm like oh my god this is the most annoying women woman that has ever existed oh my god but by the end of the second episode i was like these jealous bitches need to leave Ramona alone. I love. I ended up loving Ramona. I know. She, I know she. She's wild. She's wild. She can't help herself. But I just, for some reason, I feel so. I feel a deep empathy for her, no matter how outrageous her behavior is. Got you. Would it change your mind if I told you that on this season of New York, she attended something called a I can't believe I'm going to be talking about this. I called a Black Shabbat, which was meant to um, introduce <laughs> some some folks from the Black community to Jewish traditions. And also mm. the housewives were there for some reason. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what the genesis of this was. And Ramona decided to tell everybody that um, she was very uh, picked upon in university by Jewish people, but then also that all she ever wanted to be was Jewish and that um, she <laughs> she basically went on a tirade, both calling Jewish people like basically reverse racist and then also saying that, you know, she it was she felt bad that she could never be Jewish. <laughs> Oh my god. Ramona <laughs> is she's so wild. She's so wild. She has just no self-control, no filter. I have no idea how she survived on the, these shows for so long. Just getting that first exposure on Girls Trip like man. Yeah. Just I I couldn't believe it. I was astounded. I liked seeing that mix. I liked seeing them mix it up and getting to be introduced to these different house, uh, these different franchises of the housewives. And Amy, thank you so much for your call. Feel free to call back in. Anybody wants to call in, talk their favorite franchise, talk their favorite housewife. Tell me what your, what your favorite moments are. When I was doing the preview clip, uh, for this show, I (laughs) did pick the famous, I forget what's the name of this one. Uh, it is the, does this one have a scene? Is it the dinner party from Hell Two? This uh, is that that scene's from when they're in Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam. When Lisa, when Kim and Le- Richards and Lisa Rinna get into it, and yeah. Lisa Rinna goes full on cray cray mode, mm-hmm. picks up the no first tries to grab Kim to like choke her almost, and, and then picks up a glass 
pours the water at her, then breaks the glass on the table like she's gonna <laughs> stab Kim. The whole like, genesis for that apparently was that like I guess there's like rumors that like Harry Hamlin is a cheater or whatever. Like they probably have an open relationship. It's none of my goddamn business. I don't care. But like that, so that was the impetus for this was that Kim was like, "Hey, like your husband's a cheater and he's stepping out on you." And then Rena was like, "Well, fuck you," and decided <laughs> to <laughs> go absolutely apeshit. I also think that that was one of her lesser, like, great seasons, and I think she was trying to get back on the show. Yeah, I def- like that was a wild scene. That was one of my. I I'll just never forget that because every housewife has a moment where they're broken. They all come on saying, oh, I'm just here to promote my this, that, or the other, and show how great mother and w- uh, wife I am, yada, yada, yada. And they can usually survive one or two seasons like that. But everyone breaks. Everyone has a moment. I know Andy just waits for the moment where he can break each of those women, these wonderful women. Uh, and that was the moment that he really broke Lisa, which is pr- probably the biggest break for anybody. Because I think it's the most violent that anybody has been on, at least on Beverly, on Beverly Hills. And when she's like the most, not the, necessarily the most famous because Denise was on there, but the second most famous mainstream yeah. one so big fall from grace but i noticed we have a caller back amy come <laughs> come on okay so i just recently started watching the real housewives of new jersey i'm only on season four uh but i highly recommend it i was just reminded of this because you were talking about the amsterdam fight and i was thinking about Teresa judy J's table infamous table flip um <laughs> yes I've really been amazed by Teresa Judice and how delusional she is. Um, <laughs> and I was wondering, like, who do you think some of the most delusional housewives are and what their most delusional moments were? Oh, well, Leslie, do you oh. Have, I have one. <laughs> oh, please, uh, please go ahead. I'm going to have to think about this one, but I did. Luann. Luann. Yeah, she's she is like fully, fully delusional. <laughs> the only time that she's ever admitted she's done anything, I think, it was when she like f- she had to admit that she fell in a bush because it was on camera, and it's like a classic <laughs> memeable moment. So it's like you can't be like, no, it never happened like that. But I mean, she 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 has always sort of like you know, leaned into various things that I'm not so sure she has a lot of <laughs> knowledge of maybe. And I mean, she, she is also the woman who it, very early on in the franchise, she told a girl um, who was like a, a, an at risk youth who wanted to be a model that, Oh, you know what? It's great. Anybody can be a model, um, you know, and like, Hey, like you still have time to lose that weight. So, Oh, no. Jeez. (laughs) Most delusional. Most delusional. Maybe, hmm, maybe I probably have to say, thinking hard on most, probably Lisa Vanderpump. Because she, Lisa Vanderpump has, has her own, built her own little fantasy world where she's like, doing like her producing behind the scene and she's manipulating her friends and she's delusional enough to think that she like can't get caught doing this stuff when she's constantly playing people against each other where she's using her employees in like her little scams and hustles when her restaurants keep burning down for various reasons yeah in minecraft yes (laughs) yeah i think vanderpump probably (laughs) one of the more delusional uh people uh on there and we do have a caller on the line let me see how this works and amy if you want i can have you I can invite you to speak, so you can just hang out and mute yourself if you want. I don't know if it, the making you the next caller would kick you out, but here we go. So, free Assange, how's it going? What's up, Leslie? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. Thank you so much for calling. Did you want to talk Housewives today? I'll talk a little Housewives. I don't know much. I've only seen like the Beverly Hills version with my girlfriend a bunch, but... 
So that's how I got kind of brought into this. This was a, a, a COVID pick that my partner started watching. I never expected myself to get into Housewives, but I see Beverly Hills, and it's just like I'm looking into the deepest, darkest crevices of humanity when I see this show. You learn so much about people and their behavior. Free son. Well, have you seen... You can call me Chris, by the way. Chris, Um, how's it going? Have you seen Vanderpump Rules, then, as well? I've seen... I've only seen a couple of episodes. I I feel like I'm less interested because, frankly, I got to be honest, they don't have any money. I don't want to watch a bunch of broke kids. You know, I've seen the real world. Okay, <laughs> I was I want to see the ballers and the shot callers. <laughs> That's funny. I got to say, yeah. you know, I, I can go ahead. Through oh, that wasn't me. And someone else. Honestly, how. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, but honestly, how poor they are was kind of some of the appeal because they were so desperate to be famous in those first couple of seasons that they yeah. just went all out. They were extremely desperate, and it made for some really... <laughs> it really did. Like, Vanderpump Rules, you got to watch it, Leslie. Like, I'm not one to advocate for this type of reality <laughs> TV in general. <laughs> just being honest, as a... Uh, Frankly, I was in, in Brianna's space just before this, and I was talking a little bit about uh, Sex in the City over there, which she has done a podcast about and talked about. But oh, I that's don't awesome. Really watch that much either, but my girlfriend watches these things, and I end up watching <laughs> them at night. It happens. So, but yeah, I jump into Vanderpump Rules because uh, it is a little more raw and like interesting with the people who are struggling for money like the rich people they got you know watching rich people is a little boring to me and that's why i like haven't always bought into the the housewives shows it's because like these are just boring rich people like we know how they live they don't pay taxes and they carve out all their like tax you know, subsidies and make sure that they can continue to live wealthy. But like the, the poor folks who work for these people have much more interesting lives in my opinion. So, uh, all right. All right. So that's a vote for watching Vanderpump rules, maybe <laughs> adding it in, uh, to the rotation. Well, Chris, thank you. Uh, so, so much. Can I, ask, can I throw two more questions to you and you can oh, yeah. answer them or not? Oh yeah. Go ahead. They're not uh, necessarily relevant to Vanderpump Rules or Housewives, but um, I'm curious. Actually, I saw you talk a little bit about this with Brianna and and Katie the other night. Um, the uh, the uh, Biden saying, "Let's go, Brandon," and uh, he agrees and whatnot. I'm just curious your quick like snap reaction on that, and then uh, also. Uh, Excuse me, I'm outside and it's pretty cold and I'm sniffly. I apologize. Um, and then also uh, your reaction to to uh, Bernie giving kind of a nice tweet out about Harry Reid recently. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask anything oh. on this. I know it's more of a culture. culture oh, aspect, no, that's fine. I, no. I'm curious your reaction to... to to Bernie giving a favorable uh, favorable tweet towards Harry Reid. Well, and it, AOC for that matter as well. Uh, no but, problem. But thank you so much, uh, Chris, for the call. This is more a cultural show, I, I but I will answer the questions. I'll just answer them a little bit more quickly than I might on uh, Katie's show. But as far as the Harry, uh, the praise for Harry Reid, Honestly, fuck Harry Reid. Um, he seems like a, he was pretty much of an asshole. Uh, didn't really do anything for anybody. And that's kind of just how I feel about all the Democrats right now. And the other question, oh, Biden doing the last school brand thing. I, I 
thankfully i i didn't see it like i just don't, have not made space in my brain for the whole let's go brandon thing yet so i haven't paid attention to let's go brandon it i just rather talk about housewives honestly i, I, I don't get you got anyone it. can play me <laughs> you got it all right, all right. thanks leslie man i'm thank gonna you. drop back down and and keep listening but i appreciate all your right. time all right, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much. So the housewives get political every so often, though, uh, Karen and Amy. Yeah. They, every so often. We don't see it too much. I think we saw, what was it? There was, there was talk of the 2020 election on Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I know Utah gets very political. And Orange <laughs> County, I watched the first season of Orange County. It's like watching, like, Real Housewives of Gilead. Like, they're all yeah. very tied they- in. They love to like see who's better and closer at you know, being next to Jesus. It's like it's really freaking weird. Like I don't know. I didn't grow up around that stuff, so I find it especially like shocking. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's that's a whole other layer that you know that show, and it is the original Housewife show. But you really look back on it, and you're like, damn, like. <laughs> These ladies, <laughs> these ladies love to pretend to be Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, I just remembered the 2016. I, I don't actually remember what year the Housewives Union was, but the New York Union they started talking about who everyone voted for, and I remember there were a couple people that yes. didn't answer. Most notably, Ramona Singer, who <laughs> was very <laughs> offended by the question. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely voted for Trump. She caught COVID at Mar-a-Lago. So she definitely voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of our housewives' ties to uh, the powerful Jelaine. Jelaine. Yeah. I know there's at least one tie. There's one housewife that was friends with Jelaine. I yeah, Carol Raswell. Yes, yes, yes. I'm 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 actually Jillian or Gillian took the photo for her book. Oh yes, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, Galan. Gala, I think the new one was Galen. It was almost like Glenn. The the latest <laughs> way that people say Glenn yeah. convicted of four or five charges uh, today. I'm. Actually, surprised that none of the husbands were on the flight logs. I think they just didn't get any. They just didn't get rich enough in yes. time. But I think several of the housewives' house husbands would be involved in it. Like PK, almost certainly oh would be on the flight logs. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about PK for a second because I just think it's really interesting that. Like it's generally understood that he and Dorit live on like the small one of the smaller houses on their street, and yet their house was targeted for a home invasion. And we also know that PK is like constantly having financial problems. I don't know. I feel like that wasn't a, an accident. <laughs> yeah, there's so many robberies. Uh, of the housewives, especially Beverly Hills, and I think the PK PK just seems like a sh- I don't know. He seems like a nice guy, a sweet guy at times, but man, he also seems incredibly shady. Like even this season, he was talking about. He basically said, "Oh no, when I stole money, it was from a co- company. When Erica stole money, it was from like regular people." Mm-hmm. So what, I was very like he remember that scene. It was very strange. He basically said, "Oh no, it was a business thing. What was going on with us? Very different." Uh, than Erica's. Well, yeah, and like he was part of like a real estate company that lost nine hundred million dollars or something, and like was just kind of like, well, yeah, like that's different about that. And it's like, well, you know what? <laughs> like, I mean, fuck real estate investors by yes. all. Like, I, 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 I'm not defending them, but it's like I feel like when you you get to the point where you're stealing or when nine hundred million dollars goes missing. That's more than just like a footnote in your life. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of real estate and the drama, what do we all think about Mauricio, who is, as far as I can tell, been stoned in nearly every scene that he's (laughs) ever been in on Beverly Hills? 
<laughs> I love Mauricio, but I wonder, like, what does he do at work? Because on Housewives, he's always stoned. Does he not work for real anymore? I mean, I think that, like, isn't the agency kind of like a multi-level marketing thing now? Because I keep seeing ads for, like, a local division of that that's, like, start your own business. Oh, like, no. Agency. And, like, that Barbara Corcoran from um, Shark Tank is on the ad, too. And I'm like, this sounds shady as fuck. It's really weird. Oh, sell houses to your friends. <laughs> like, basically, like, it's, there's, like I, it's probably something where you have to, like, pay to, like, you know, access their marketing system or some horseshit. And it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Especially since he stole all his clients in the first place yeah. from his own uh what was it brother-in-law yeah i don't how did they ever smooth that over we've never been told like how that division in the family was smoothed over because it is undoubtedly mm-hmm. like he fucked over uh his wife's family in order to make a bunch of money like there's no there's no mm-hmm. disputing that right yeah i mean it's the whole thing is really weird and even even like like the Kathy and her husband, like their glow up has been recent because I don't know. Oh, if really? Ever, if you ever read the book about like the house of Hilton and the, like the Paris Hilton book, uh, like it, it, like it didn't focus solely on Paris, but about like the, you know, the history of the family and like the, they they did not inherit a ton of money from the grandfather first of all and second of all like he was a real estate agent but he wasn't like he wasn't like the oppenheim group like he wasn't like making like 200 million dollars like you know every year in real estate or whatever and like all of a sudden they live in this massive home and this and that like there's something that is unsaid Mm. i looked into it one time and it he now has like one of the largest real estate companies in the country. Yeah. And I don't know how that was possible in the it's like amount recent. of time that has yeah. elapsed. Yeah. Where did that money come from? And how did the guy who just like is stoned all the time come <laughs> out in to- on top of this cutthroat deal? How did that happen? Mm hmm. Wow. And Chris, did you have another question? I haven't watched Orange County lately. Is like Tamara still on there? And no. And Vicky? No. Tamara and Vicky were fired last year. So they're oh, not on boy. it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So let's talk most unfair firing from Housewives. Who are some people who should never have been driven off? Maybe should well, I, I mean, I guess some people get fired mm-hmm. and some people just get driven off. Like Lisa got driven off. Yolanda got like driven yeah. off. But Definitely. you know, I don't I don't think Brandy should have been fired. No. I was very happy when um Teddy was fired. Well deserved oh. firing. <laughs> Teddy, <laughs> oh my god. Like I don't know if you if you is that like uh, uh, Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Was she like a brunette? Like she's a uh, John Mellencamp's uh, daughter. Oh, uh, I don't think I saw that. But and speaking of break-ins, her husband is the guy who owns um, like a security company, and they were doing the security on Kyle's house when they got broken into. <laughs> Oh wow! Like, do all how have any of these crimes been solved? Because a lot of them seem like inside jobs. No, I mean, again, like if you're a shady person and you know you have a you keep like a bunch of Hermes bags and you owe people (laughs) money, I can I can sell those Hermes bags, baby. Like, I'm just Uh, saying. Oh, that's wild! (laughs) That's wild. I so one of the people that oh sorry go ahead go go ahead well one of the people that I was thinking of who I think deserved at least a second season was Carlton from Beverly Hills oh, I thought she was was she, she was the wicked so girl? She was the yeah. witch queen yes yeah. she was awesome I did and like, like the swinger I remember that. 
and she hated Kyle. It was and British. It was like the weirdest combination, but she mm-hmm. was so fabulous and she definitely deserved better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And- I mean, she she tried to bring it and I think that the, her biggest mistake was that she went against somebody who was like insanely fan popular and I'm sure that Kyle probably had a word with some folks and was like, well, you know, maybe let's not bring her back kind of a thing and it's like the entire thing about this show is that you have to have people on there that are either like fucking crazy or going to go in on people or have something about them that is just so interesting that it stands on its own. It's very hard to be the third one. So you got to come up with something to stay in the mix. Well, Chris, thank you so much uh, for your question again. Anybody else, if you have a question about any of the housewives, anything going on, please let me know. Please dial in. Loving the discussion, loving this talk, loving this housewife talk. But I'm actually, I'm sitting here trying to get into Orange County and it does seem really dull. And it seems like mm-hmm. a lot of the series are kind of losing their mojo. Like the New York, did they, I believe that they didn't even bother to have the reunion special. No. No, I mean, so it's interesting because I think New York had some episodes that were really interesting um, and kind of wild, but I think on the whole, the last two seasons have not been great. Um, But I think that a lot of people were trying to hang that on the fact that they hired this woman named Ebony and, and the fact that they were having a discussion about race on the show. And I don't think that that necessarily is what dragged it down. I think that what dragged it down is that there are some people on the show like, you know, Ramona, um, you know, and maybe even Luann where it's like, this has run its course. Like y'all don't have anything new to say, you know, there's not like you're, they're also unwilling to like show any part of their lives anymore. And like their adult children are like, I don't want to be a part of this. So like they can't even bring in anything that's like divorce drama or like whatever, because they're not like letting people in on their lives. So it's like, what are you doing here? All right, so it looks like we got a couple more callers in line. Sumac, uh, thank you so much. Let me pull you up. How's it going? Unmute your mic at the bottom of the screen. How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, thank you so much for calling in. How you doing? I'm great. I actually just had like a, a quick, uh, well, I don't know if it's quick, but I... Uh, have only gotten into Real Housewives recently because I've been stuck at home, uh, very much sick with COVID, and oh, no. it's had a look. It's it's coming for everybody now. So you know, like the yeah, like, you know, it, it it. I hate to say it, but uh, I was expecting it to happen, and it did happen. Um, but I I've been like, I can't make myself com- uh, commit to watching any specific season. So I've been like uh, really, really heavily loading up on watching uh, like very short, digestible TikTok videos. Um, <laughs> if there was one season or like one, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, variation of Housewives that you guys would suggest I'd start with. What- oh man, I, I have mean- one. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely Salt Lake City. I think it yeah. is a really good entry level one since there's only like two, one and a half seasons out so far. And I have gotten so many like straight men in on Housewives <laughs> through Salt Lake City. I can't even tell you how many people. It's like some of the craziest television I've ever seen. Yeah, period. it has been really good for sure. I would also add to that the first season of uh, Housewives in New Jersey because it really, you know, it, it comes from a time when, like, OC was happening and then I think they were trying to, like, make the show, like, just different. They weren't necessarily trying to make it hoity-toity fancy, like, when they, you know, did New York um, or with Beverly Hills. And they focused so... Um, you know, laser like on these three families that all knew each other. And I think that it really, it really like goes along pretty fast. Um, and you get a lot of like the family drama and stuff. And of course there's like the famous table flip and all of that wonderful stuff. 
but like the run up to that there it's a good show and there's there's lots to be interested in and of course like um of course danielle staub is like <laughs> involved in that show as well and so there's like an extra layer of crazy added to it and uh you know i think it stands on its own as like a good first first run season and i think for a lot of people, um, you know, that the whole New Jersey thing is an attractor because, you know, there's like, you know, people, people have an affinity for New Jersey and the whole New Jersey, like attitude as it is anyway. And this is like, all of these people are aware of that attitude and they like amp it up. Well, and one of the crazy things about New Jersey is that so many of them have very deep running mafia ties also. Yes. <laughs> so it really takes, it really like takes the housewives to a completely different level right. because like in Salt Lake City, you know, people might be fighting over what was said at like a social event, but like in New Jersey, we have like people hiring hitmen are uh, like to beat up their new their wife's like new boyfriend or whatever mm -hmm. it's really crazy I, I, violent and like real yeah. drama it's in oh i'm gonna have to get into new jersey i i loved Teresa seeing her because she just she had she was just brimming with all this confidence and there was just seemed like nothing behind her eyes whatsoever. But she was just yeah. out there, and I, I, I fell, I fell a bit in love with her. So I would like, I think I'm gonna do starting some New Jersey uh, next. But Sumac, thank you so much uh, for your question. We got another caller in the queue. Uh, Joy, thank you so much for joining us. Please unmute your mic at the bottom of the screen whenever you're ready. Hi, thank you so much. Um, I'm a huge Housewives fan and I uh, had a question, I actually had a reunion question for everybody, um, which was actually what your thoughts were on having Nicki Minaj come in for the Potomac, the, the, oh, I think it's the fourth God. episode of Potomac. I was so shocked by that. And also to kind of um, tie into that, I didn't really agree with, I don't know if Monique was fired or they just pushed her off, but I, I don't know. I miss her. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are about all of that. So, first and foremost, Nicki Minaj, problematic person. Yes. So, let's, <laughs> let's get that out of there first. Yeah, I'll say with, uh, with the uh, Nicki Minaj, she's, like, problematic in a way that's, like, not really, like, cool. Like, not really forgivable. She wear her um, husband, uh, her yeah. now husband... Uh, sexual assault of the girl when she was uh, in high school and Nicki Minaj was basically trying to buy her off and then threaten her into recanting her story so it'd be easier for her husband uh, to travel and stuff like right. that. So like real like evil stuff, yeah. you know, like not just, you know, <laughs> being supporting, like going above and beyond uh Absolutely. a normal ca cancellation. And I'm actually shocked it's not bigger news. And I was shocked to see her on there, but hey, she is Nicki Minaj. She is one of the biggest uh, female rap, rap stars, if not the biggest of all right. time. I just didn't think you could get that kind of immunity, but hey, I guess if nobody's talking about it, you go where you want. <laughs> so yeah, so having said all that, like obviously big problems there, but she did a fucking amazing job. I'm sorry. She really like... There should be, I have always said, you know, on, and I don't think it necessarily has to be on just the shows that have primarily black audiences, but I want to see Wendy Williams do one of these. Oh, like, yes. I want, like, it has to happen. Like, I think that if they have people who wa watch the shows religiously, like Nikki does, um, and they can come on, like, Rihanna is a fan of Salt Lake City. Have Rihanna do the the, <laughs> the Salt Lake City reunion. Like I want to see that because I think that they will be able to slide in and ask those questions and say those things that Andy Cohen. First of all, Andy Cohen doesn't know what is happening on half of the shows anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, like I don't think that he has the balls to ask some of the questions. Like he loves to be like, "How? Oh, are those tits real? And have you been in the lady pond?" And like that's as deep as it goes. He will never ask somebody like something more, you know, affecting in their life. <laughs> but I actually disagree 
Uh, I think that the questions Nahiro, I feel like they weren't really like edited by any of the producers or anything. Um, and I kind of wish that she had just been asking like the normal viewer questions and maybe giving like her own two cents in it. I also think that Andy asks some of the most disrespectful things I've like yes. ever heard in my life. Like he will really like be like, and he'll pretend that it's from some like call, from person writing in like Carol from Oklahoma says, Karen, if you're so rich, how come your kitchen looks like shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can be really cruel sometimes. It actually yeah. is like really shocking. But I think that's also what's so shocking about it is that you know that those that's how like the producers talk to those women. Because oh, they yeah. aren't they aren't more offended by these horrible questions. And you can tell they're yeah, kind well. of like groomed to accept this. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like I, Andy Cohen is also like, let's be honest here. He's also like harder on the black women who form out a lot of his casts um, than he is on the white women. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. So how evil is Andy? I mean, obviously he's brought us all uh, this bounty of content that's enriched our lives <laughs> and taught us so much, but we all, I think we all can admit that he is more or less the devil incarnate like on a scale of one to kissinger where you put andy cohen you're like what circle of hell is he going to i mean yes. yeah go ahead <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm glad you asked this question because i was talking to my husband about this and um one of the housewives actually tweeted that he was a sociopath um and i don't mean to pathologize him like i i am a <laughs> I am a licensed clinician and I watch him. And first of all, like when you watch him asking the sorry, when you watch him asking the questions and just when you watch his mannerisms and also when you look at who he fires throughout all of his franchises, the yeah. amount of racism, sexism and classism that he um, like, if you look at Vanderpump, for example, that the, the abusive men that he allows that he hires. Yeah. And I mean, he's, a, I, I would have to agree that he's a sociopath. Sorry. I, <laughs> thank no. you so much yes please i mean i think that yeah i think he definitely I, it's been proven that he's racist it's been proven that he is um somebody who obviously can't be trusted and like you you know that like when there's like the talk of like the ends of the season and who's getting hired and, and fired and whatever like you know some of the inside sources have to be people like that are either him or work in his office <laughs> like it just, it, like, you can tell that, like, things are weaponized, you know? And it's just kind of like, ugh. And I think, um, you know, he does ask some, like, kind of appalling questions that, you know, when there are better questions to be asked on those reunions, especially, but also, like you were saying, you know, the, the toxic men that he has on. So Vanderpump is a perfect example. Below Deck is another perfect example where, like, there has been, like, tantamount to like sexual assault happen on that show and like there is definitely a guy who um was on the show who was like um he was first of all very shitty toward women but also like i'm fairly certain he was a soylander so uh which i don't know if people know who that what that means but it means like a south african nazi <laughs> oh geez yeah so, um anyway uh <laughs> I also yes. think that Andy is a sociopath. Um, I, again, think that, like, a lot of the questions that he asks these women are really crazy in the way that he, like, turns it all into a meme or a game. I mean, it's brilliant. Again, like, I love, I live for the stuff that he produces. But it is definitely very cruel. And I think that it is also allowed for the exploitation of some, like, pretty questionably like st unstable people especially like kim richards i'm thinking of oh yeah. yeah yeah the handling of substance abuse issues is something that doesn't get talked about a lot because i think people look at they only have the most recent examples and they're like oh well luann well she got over it and she kind of like made jokes about it along the way and whatever but when you think about the example of kim richards just appalling and the things that were allowed to be said on air the things that were allowed to be said on reunions the things that were implied by the editing the things that were asked of her when she had to sit down and face andy i mean just really gross 
You know who Andy reminds me of most in entertainment? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. (laughs) They are very much cut from the same cloth. It is so funny you say that because the reason that my husband got into Housewives is because he said, like, it, like, clicked one day for him that Housewives is, like, WWE for women. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone is there to, like, play a part and have some sort of role that they have to fulfill. And Uh it is really beautiful to see those roles clash. Well, let's talk about exactly that. In wrestling, you have baby faces, the good guys. Then you have the heels, the villains. And it just changes season to season uh, with the housewives. Very rarely do you see someone be, stay a baby face uh, for very long. So who's been your favorite baby face? Who's been your favorite heel? Maybe name, you know, the season two as well or the storyline where you thought, you know, they were usually the baby faces, I guess, in housewives, they're more like the perfect victim more than actual like being heroic but still nevertheless who's been your favorite good guys and bad guys uh in the various storylines so i think i'm gonna have an unpopular baby face which is uh sonia morgan because she has like more recently been kind of shitty but up until recently like the first five seasons she was just this like crazy like post rich lady who did all these weird home repairs on her own and had this like internship program that I'm not sure is very legal, but I'm sure that she has made arrangements with someone to make it legal. Um, and, (laughs) um, (laughs) it just like, she's, she just always sort of contributes in this sort of top level way that is entertaining. Um, and, you know, and never takes, I mean, until recently, never really took it too seriously and never really like checked her own press on that kind of stuff because she was having too much fun in her mind, like thinking about who she used to be. Um, so I think that might be my favorite baby face. Um, I would say also with the reemergence of uh, Miami, that Alexia is also very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I don't think that she is being set up right now to be a villain um, or a heel in this particular season. So I think, and what she's talking about is all like wild and wonderful. So like, go on, Alexia, <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, favorite villain? I mean, you, it's. I think Lisa Vanderpump is an unsung, like, great villain. Mm. Yes, yes. Playing the long game. The dog, the dog gate. The dog yes. great <laughs> dog return gate. Where Lisa Vanderpump, like, manipulated one of her employees so that this embarrassing fact that Dorit had returned this dog that she adopted would come out in a way that would be embarrassing for Dorit and uh, unconnected to Lisa. So wild, uh, absolutely stellar heel performance. And she never broke. She never admitted to it. That's the really amazing thing. Yeah. And she, you know, and, and it went on for six damn weeks. So, like, she was getting her mileage out of it. You know, she was doing the damn thing. She was like, I know, <laughs> I know what my job is here. Let's just make this happen. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can come back from on the, these shows. You can go to you can go to jail. You can steal money from people. You can run, like, a shady-ass MLM. You can um, be accused. Your husband can be accused of, like, sexual assault. Like, all of this fucked up shit, that's fine. But something involving a dog, it was the breaking point for a lot of people. And like the dog is fine. Like Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy lives day. She has been rehomed. God bless. <laughs> I think my favorite baby face is probably Eileen uh from Beverly Hills. I just think she was so intuitive and uh, she got flustered pretty easily, but she really like stuck to her guns all the time, which I appreciated. And she was like one of the only people who was strong enough to really confront Lisa Vanderpump about her like manipulative behavior, at least like at first. Um, and I think probably one of the all-time villains has to be Danielle Staub. Um, 
the fact that she brought a mafioso and the Hell's Angels to a child cancer charity event (laughs) was like, it's honestly, it was breathtaking. And like how she staked out like the neighborhood of her enemy housewives uh, to see, like to confront them. Um, She staged that whole photo shoot at the courthouse when she went to go press charges against another housewife's daughter. It was, Oh my God. She was completely unhinged and she brought the incredible Kim, the Kims uh, into our lives as well, who are villains in their own right. Um, they're basically these two old drunk women who yes. are like sidekicks pretty much. And they cause, they, get embroiled in their own drama with all the women uh, later on. So I think Danielle Staub was the gift that kept on giving and it was sad, but she definitely needed to go when she did. Yeah. I think that's all totally sound. <laughs> so I hadn't seen Danielle. She's on girls trip, right? Danielle Staub. She came across like v- looking really like classy uh, on that show. Wait. I think you're was, thinking was of Melissa. She... Melissa's Teresa's oh, sister-in-law. Oh, okay. Melissa, oh. yeah, this, she's the sister-in-law. And oh, okay. I, I think she's whatever. I think Danielle Staub has been like blacklisted. From oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I, yeah, I see. She actually went after Andy one time. Like oh, she cool. had been on the show, off the show, on the show, and then she kind of like went off on Andy and then it was kind of like understood that like, well, you're never coming back. Okay. So, I got to find her. I got to see her. I got to see her. It is a mistake. Also, I think the she first apparently does. Um... Oh, sorry. Uh, she does like apparently some very wild ass Instagram lives. I've heard that like her Instagram lives are amazing. All right. So my favorite baby face got to go with Yolanda. She was basically like a real <laughs> life Wonder Woman for those first couple of seasons. Aww. So elegant, so classy, but so easygoing too. loved her kids, loved her ch- children, did all this, loved her husband, did all these this charity work and of course anything beautiful uh we must destroy and her downfall was probably the best baby face downfall i were best meaning worse and most tragic uh baby face downfall and that's part of being a good baby face is that when you go down you go down hard yeah you hate to see but, it for yolanda but uh, let's talk about the munchausens though i don't mean to Be interrupt sure munchausen her kids Come on. Yeah. No, I really. (laughs) Okay. I really. I think there is a lot going on there psychologically. Yes. But I thought it was kind of strange to see like the layers like peeled back over the seasons because she Mm -hmm. definitely seemed very pleasant at first. It seemed like everything was just perfect. Everything was perfect. Uh, with Yolanda, but then when you start seeing, well, obviously the marriage wasn't all there like it was supposed to be, and this illness that uh, she has that she thinks that she says her kids have, and it just all does not add up. Uh, my favorite, true. My favorite thing about her illness was remember she had like an entire like cabinet, like the built-in cabinet in her apartment. That shop that was, was so jarring. Right, so she had all of these pills and in like infusions and shit stored in there, and then she got a boyfriend like maybe like three months after the show wrapped, and then all of a sudden you never heard about her <laughs> her Lyme journey again. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wait, was it, it's too bad that she didn't hang on long enough to meet uh, Denise Richards's uh, was it boyfriend <laughs> or husband? Yeah, because wasn't her- he talking about like he could cure cancer? With like yeah. vibes or something. Like he that. has that machine. Yes. Uh, yeah. He also like fucked Denise Richards like it like after an appointment. So I'm not so sure that his like medical uh, bona fides would pass. You know. Yeah, my favorite villain, I think, or I would say the best villain was I think Lisa Rinna during the Denise Richards season because she just would not let it 
go. Even you thought I had thought by that point because she has said like I'm I'm staying out of stuff. I I brought up yeah. I, I was the villain. She was the villain for Yolanda. She was pushing that. She was asking the well, you know, villain as in she was the one asking the uncomfortable questions. Right. She was pushing the she was pushing the conflict, and she said, you know, what? I'm gonna stay out of it. And the re- niece is my friend before the show. But then when it, at a certain point, she was just like, I'm going to make some good TV. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to keep asking these questions uh, no matter what. So her performance as a villain that season, regardless of whether we think it's vindicated, I thought was very, very uh, compelling. What did you all think of the Denise Richard scenario? My My take has always been like, there's plenty of stuff that's been kept off of the show when the housewives ask for it. I don't know why uh, if uh, if Mo- the Maloofs uh, lying about uh, their in vitro fertilization can be kept, you know, off the record. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why Denise and Brandy having sex can't be kept off the record. I don't know what the logical argument for that is because even yeah. this season we see with Erica a lot of, we're told there are no go zones but when it came with Denise it's like she couldn't set up her little no go zone whichever which so many other people have. Mm-hmm. Well I mean ter- you also weren't allowed to talk about Teresa like her legal problems during the season that she was shooting when all of that was happening. So it's like, I, I get why she can't talk about it, but the show should be able to talk about it. And so, yeah, there are no-go zones. If you are making enough money for the, the network, you get your no-go zones. But I think that if you're not, or if you're marginal, or there's something else going on, you don't get a chance to do that. And I think with Denise, they saw this this way of, like, you know making people tune in every week thinking like oh this thing is actually going to get revealed or confirmed or whatever and so they they played it to the hilt and you know at the end of the day does anybody really give a shit whether they fuck like <laughs> i hope denise fucks everybody i don't care like who cares i mean she's denise richards it's her right it's her right it was it's actually surprising that it was controversial because i mean she was mar- ma- not to judge her, you know, but she was married to Charlie Sheen. She was in Wild Things, but she it was and like her husband seemed like exactly a type of guy who would be into that sort of thing, but apparently not. Apparently, very possessive and jealous uh, sort of a guy. But uh, we are coming uh, to uh, close to the end of our show. If anybody has any more calls they want to call in, if you want to dial in right now, please do so right now. Please do so right now. If you want to call, ask a quick question before you wrap up. Hey, Brianna, thank you so much for calling in. Welcome back to Culture. Hey, Leslie. Hi, guys. Um, I don't know much about uh, The Real Housewives, but I'm I'm absolutely fascinated. And I was just wondering um, what a good, like, spinoff to start on with it. Or is it the original that's really good to start off on? I mean, OC is is the original, but I don't know if, like, it holds up now to, like, what our expectations are for um, reality TV or even what our expectations are for a housewife show. So, I don't know. Leslie, you tell me. I I think starting with the first season of Housewives of Beverly Hills was pretty good for me. I think it was a pretty good introduction. It got me in immediately you get like some celebrity drama because like Frasier is milling about in the background. You get some really like deeply tragic reality TV storytelling with the Taylor uh, situation. You get into Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, you're going to get into Housewives. Yeah. And then there Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I definitely agree with Leslie uh, that I think the first couple seasons of Beverly Hills are really good. I also earlier said Salt Lake City. There's only like a season and a half of that out, but there are two of the craziest Housewives characters that you'll ever see. Mary M. Cosby is really a truly fascinating person um, in the worst way. She's like, she is a sociopath for sure. Uh, and she like runs a church where she scams a whole bunch of people. Oh, I forgot. She married her grandfather also. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> I saw her. That She is so weird. 
And Jen Shaw gets arrested by the feds uh, and they catch it on camera. It really doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling in, Brianna. Hopefully you get started on your housewife journey. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. What a wonderful discussion. We'll do this again sometime. Hopefully maybe, maybe when the girls trip is back i would like to talk a oh, little bit of the, the next season of girls trip but karen amy thank you so much uh for joining yeah. me Car- karen uh get your plugs in amy if you got any plugs in please do so as well oh you can follow me on this same handle on like twitter and instagram whatever if you want i don't post a lot on instagram but i mostly are around on twitter right now you can also listen to um episodes of my uh podcast on belief a podcast about cults where i interview survivors of cults and coercive groups so it's not just things like nexium it's actually things like um you know narcissists and um coercive relationships and multi-level marketing companies and things like that so um we try to like really um hone in on all of these things that are similar between all of those types of coercive activities and why people still find themselves entrapped by these organizations and then also the great stories about how they get out so that's all I want to plug. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Leslie. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me, Karen. Much appreciated. And Amy, thank you so much for uh, calling. Did you have anything to plug? No, uh, my username on Twitter is the same as the one on here. Uh, but thank you so much for letting me speak. I oh. love the housewives. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> we'll do this again. Maybe we'll do this again soon. Well, everyone, thank you so much. That was culture. Have a good night. Peace. Thank you. Bye.